Welcome to our podcast. We are New Horizons Christian Fellowship from Starkville, Mississippi. We are about kingdom family, reaching up to the Father, reaching in to each other, and reaching out to the world. We hope you will be strengthened and encouraged by the message. Okay, I have 45 minutes to go through about five to eight slides, do a science experiment, and have some visual representation stuff going on up here. So, <laughs> bear with me here. I've got a lot planned. We'll see what actually happens. You know, um, if you want to go ahead and get the slide up, you can. Um, so, the elders have been kind of meeting, and we've been going over the concept of, um, of what does it mean to be a deacon, in the sense of that, that term. And, you know, it's in Timothy. It's in a couple other places. And, and looking through it, I just kept reading it and reading that word, understanding it, and it's like, it's not translated, which is kind of interesting to me, um, but when you do translate it, it comes out to being like a servant leader or a leading servant, however you want to call that. Um, and I just, it, as soon as I read it and I just felt it, it was like honor is associated with that word. And I think it comes from more of service is associated with honor. And that's when it began to really hit me is that service comes from honor. We serve someone because we honor them. Um, that's how it works. And so, what I want to get across today is the incredible value it is to honor God. In fact, it's almost mind-blowing, and I have, to be perfectly honest, I've been struggling um, to prepare this message because I've been so convicted, if that makes any sense at all. But it has convicted me to the core, and I'm going to change my life based off of what I'm saying here today. Um, and it's good. It's wonderful. And I hope that that starts to ripple to you guys, too, because I am feeling it all through me, and I hope it comes out. Let me go to the next slide. So, we are all called to be deacon. All of us. I don't care who you are. This is what your calling is. You're called to serve. And you're called to lead in that service. We are called to be deacon. True service and leadership is built of a foundation of honor. True honor is the Lord's. He is worthy of all honor. Okay, now we say, say that a lot of times. The Lord's worthy of all honor and praise, right? Okay, all honor. All right, let me break this down. Okay, so you know that time that you, I mean, if you're a sports person and you whacked it out of the park and everybody says, yeah, it's awesome, you did great. He deserves that, okay? Let's go to something else. Like, let's say you just had this accolade of like, you know, wow, you did great at work. You did this incredible thing. Well, guess what? He deserves that too because all honor is His. Okay, so let's, let's go and kind of unpack this a little bit. So, when, when someone is praising me or you or whoever, it's a good thing. Not, not denying that at all. But the honor is God's, okay? And I really want to unpack that because God is the author. You can go to the next slide. He's the author of everything. He is. With one breath, poof, the world came to existence. Y'all have heard me say this before. I'm passionate about that, okay? It's, it's what everything comes from, right? He is the author of it. He, his breath brings life. And the more honor we give back to that, the more life we are indwelling. Okay, hear that. 
if I can bring out the honor of Christ out of any situation, I am bringing life to that situation. I, I just, boom, there it is. Life has just risen. And it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with Christ. Does that make sense? Because He is the one who deserves all honor. All authority is His. I'll make that very clear. That's hard on us, okay? Um, it's even in the Scriptures where it says, you know, this is the stone that the builders rejected. Um, there's a chief cornerstone, right? And this is the anchor point that all authority is based on. And everybody, can, they can ignore it all they want. And there's other Scriptures that say that they'll dash their foot against that same stone. They hurt themselves because it doesn't change. You can be in this relative world. You can make connections to who knows what and come up to any conclusion that you want. But it does not change the rock that the builders rejected, right? Because he authored it. He is everything. Okay? He is the author of that authority. Now, he doesn't, just because he doesn't zap us because we've done something wrong, doesn't mean he is in authority. Okay? He's beyond merciful. Right? His you look around, you're like, why doesn't God just destroy it all? You know, might be a good question. I don't know, but I just know that His love is beyond my comprehension. And that's where I want to go to next is what does it mean that His authority is, is so tangible that it allows you to be able to basically say, I can see Him in someone else. And what I mean by that is Christ's authority is delegated to His people. Even sometimes not as people. It's just delegated. I mean, look at the government. You look at all this kind of stuff. He just delegates his authority, and it's amazing, okay? And we should be able to see Christ in the middle of that because it's him, right? He is the authority, and it's coming through. And do you realize that God designed the authorities in your life for you? Whoa. That hurt me. Okay, let's be perfectly honest. Okay, that really did, okay? Because I have a boss that can be very micromanaging. But you know what? God's authority is in the middle of that. And that's exactly what I need because I am being changed by that. Okay? Um, hallelujah. I'm trying to, Lord, just help me get my brain together. Go to the next slide. To honor God means both to submit to His authority and to exert His authority in the limited places where we are called. I want to just kind of unpack that statement. I, it took me a while to get there. Um, but submitting to God's authority is the basis of the honoring Him. And you realize that He doesn't delegate His authority lightly, okay? And, I, and it really hit me, because I have little ones, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm realizing, Timothy, your authority is over these two little ones, or three little ones in my case. And I'm looking at, you know, Jesse's bouncing around. I'm just like, whew, I can't take this, right? But it's not me. He has placed the authority through me. And what I mean by that is, in fact, go back one slide. I think I missed one, one point that's really, really important is Christ lowered Himself. And I want to use this word very clearly. He, he had every power that's known to... It, we can't even comprehend it, right? And do you realize He kept lowering Himself, lowering Himself. He even delegated His authority away. 
and he lowered himself even further, and he became all the way to the point where he became a human meat bucket, okay? That's hard to comprehend in my head. In fact, I can't because he came in the form of flesh, right? He is the God of the universe, and he comes all the way down, and he keeps lowering himself, lowering himself, and he goes beyond that. He then washes the feet of the people that, in my mind, should serve him, right? And I think that goes to show the heart of God. That, to me, just opens it up right there. The heart of God is for us to lower ourselves. To lower ourselves. And what does that mean, to lower yourself? It means to honor the one who deserves honor. Right? It is to give yourself to honor. You can go back to the next slide, I'm sorry. So, the story I want to say in the Bible that's just really stood out to me, that I, I see actually is very interesting from a contrast perspective, is we have the story of um, the Roman centurion. And man, that's an incredible story. It's the only time I see where Jesus was amazed at someone's faith. Okay, that should tell you, probably should read this, right? Okay, because he was amazed at this guy's faith. All right, so I look at it, and I'm starting start reading it. Okay? I'm reading it over and over again, and I realize this Roman, first off, he's Roman. He's not even Jewish, okay? He's in a foreign land, right? He is of a high rank. I mean, we're talking thousands of people under him, right? He has lots of power, okay? He has every right to be, I am powerful, right? He is also in a foreign land. He has every right to be like, I have nothing to do with these people, Okay? And these are all the positions that he's lowering himself down. I want you to hear this, okay? And this man, which is amazing to me, is it's not about him, it's about his servant too, by the way, because his servant is the one that is, is the one that's hurting, right? Is the one that's almost dying. And he goes, he says, hey, I want to see if I can get Jesus here. If you see at first, it's just his friends are basically the people that are in power around him go and try to help him to bring Jesus to him, Right? And so, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it takes too much time. But then he's, so as they're getting closer, Jesus is coming to him because the, um, the chief priests and that kind of stuff that really were am- amazed by this man because the way he helped him, because of his heart, because he was so, he brought in so much um, honor in every situation that he was. And then he sends his servant out and says, whoa, 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 Jesus, I am not worthy to have you in my house. That to me is amazing. He goes from being this incredibly powerful man in a foreign land, and he's able to lower himself to the point where he says, Jesus, I'm not worthy to be in your house, but, but, he's not wormy pride, he says, but I see you have the authority to heal what I need healed. Just like I have, just like I am under authority, he even says that, just like I am under authority, I see that you have the authority, and the authority is where the power comes from, right? Has nothing to do with him, has everything to do with authority, Right? He says, just like I'm under the authority, I see that you have the authority. Just say it, and it will be done. Right? That's exactly what it says. And, and Jesus is, says, I have not seen this faith in Israel. And why? Because he kept lowering himself. Does that make sense? Um, the honoring of, God's, of God lowers our works into the kingdom of God. And what I'm trying to say about this is it just dawned on me that we can do all kinds of works and good things and so forth, but it's only through His honor that they have us actually bring us value. 
Does that make sense? You can do an awful lot, and honestly, it's between you and God. I do not know whether your good work is actually bringing value to the kingdom of God. Okay? That's between you and Him. All right? Because there's a lot of things I've done that have been great and awesome that have not brought any value to the kingdom of God because I did not have a heart of honoring in the middle of it. Okay? And I'm saying that if we can come to our God with a heart of honoring, it'd be incredible what we could do. And um, so to kind of show that, and I know that some of the kids are in here, I want to do a show a little experiment here. Let me throw these out before I blow something up. All right. Um, I'm going to pull this back just here. I'm actually going to use this table. Bear with me here. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it from that side. But, um, so God has called us to lower ourselves. And why? This is the real question. Why do we have to lower ourselves? Well, I'm going to give a little demonstration here. Um, everything I have right now comes inside of a, a diaper box, so just bear with me here. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to kind of tell you what some of the chemicals are, so you're going to know what's coming if, if you've had chemistry or even probably if you've just done stuff in your kitchen. But anyway, so I've got water, right? And I've got baking soda. So this is just more of the, the base of everything here. So this water and baking soda... I'm going to say, represents our life in the kingdom of God. And what I mean by that is, His kingdom... Uh, maybe too much rule. We'll see if we'll get there. Anyway. <clears throat> um, so, His kingdom is right here, okay? Our works are the, are the vase itself, okay? So, this is all the stuff we're doing in life, but His kingdom lives in us, right? If it doesn't, we got to talk, okay? Let's start there. But... His kingdom lives in us, and the Holy Spirit indwells us, okay? It's indwelling, okay? So, see all this white, okay? I'm going to say baking soda in this, in this example represents the Holy Spirit in us, okay? It's just dormant. Nothing happening, right? Okay? But it's there. Make that very clear. It's very there. So, let's say that I, being who I am, just know exactly everything that I am within myself, and I like to say that to, to everyone around me. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do some really good things today. In fact, I'm going to do amazing things that everyone can see how amazing I am, right? And it's about me. Okay. So this is all the things I'm going to do. If you notice, it is trying to get to the Holy Spirit. Okay. It tries hard, right? And you just kind of start coming back up, and you're like, ah, i got to try harder, right? And you keep trying, and keep trying, and keep trying, and keep trying. And you keep trying some more. All right, that didn't work. Right? There's no power in your life. There's none. All right? But you're sure trying hard. Okay? You're sure trying hard, but, but it just ends up being scum. Okay? It just keeps on becoming scum. So then you're like, okay, all right, I'm not worthy. Okay? I'm just not worthy, right? I have no worth as Timothy. I, I am not worthy. Everything about me has no value. I am completely just in the pits, and I'm going to say Eeyore things all day, right? Okay, here we go. All right, it tries again, right, because it's about humility, right? But humility tries to get to the Holy Spirit. Guess what? It doesn't actually happen, right? We try. So then I'm like, you know, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and doing this through my own will, Okay? 
I'm going to get there from here, right? I am going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, right? It doesn't get there. Right? It just stays up there, and there's just more scum. But with honor... We don't know yet, do we? (laughs) But with honor, all of a sudden, it begins to flow. I do have a towel over here, by the way. (laughs) But I want you to see that all of a sudden, If I kept pouring that in, it begins to rise, and power is being able to be manifested, right? Because all of the stuff that we're doing actually makes it to where it needs to be. And I'm saying that honoring God, and I'm not just saying, it's it's in the Word, Um, but you can go to the next slide. Christ came to conquer pride. Oh. That's, that's so much relief to me because I am so proudful, right? That is, I'm so proudful. I'm telling you, this week has, like I said, I'm convicted through this message, by the way, because there's an awful lot I'm seeing that has no value, and that hurts me because there's pride associated with it. It is not honoring. It is not coming to God and say, Lord, this is who, what you've made for me, and I, and I am just grateful for who you are with no, how should I say, worldly fleshiness attachment to it. It's amazing. I've been just convicted how many things I'm attached to it by like, ooh, this will make me look better. This will be better for that. This is kind of two birds and one stone. I kind of, you know, I get to help God and help myself, right? Guess what? That's, that's meaningless. That is meaningless. We must go lower. By lowering ourselves, we place ourselves in a position to receive the weightiness of His descending love. And I want you to hear that. God's love descends all the way through the scum. It does. His love is based out of the authority that ascends all the way through the scum of who we are. Okay? And that scum can be a, you name it, okay? But His love breaks that and comes all the way down. And what's amazing is when we get to to see the descendants of God's love from heaven, then we recognize the words He speaks to us through others. Up until that point, a lot of times we don't even recognize it. And I'm going to try to get this in an an illustration. Um, It says later, like, serve one one another. And there's a, I have so many scriptures, I I couldn't put them all, all in, but... Here, I'm going to have another demonstration. One second. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm going um, to put this on, on level ground here so I don't die. Just a second. Okay, here we go. So, God wants us to go lower, right? That's his whole goal. And you can go to the next slide. Let me see what I have there. So we have the, the attributes of honor. What does it mean to honor? 
Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end, by the way. The end is love. Okay, the fear of the Lord gets us to where we say, oh my God, I have got to do what God wants me to do or else I'm going to die. Okay? And there is great value in that, by the way. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But once we get there, we begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. And we begin to say, Lord, your love is what I strive for. It's your love that gives me the power that drops it all the way down to his spirit and comes up, right? It's through his love. One of the attributes, and this is convicting for me, is they obey authority. It just happens, right? Because we don't see it as that person that doesn't have any value on me. We see it as God has placed the authority in my life, and He designed it. Whether they think they have value of me or not, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the fact that His authority came from Him, and it's all the way down through all of the people He delegates, including our government, or wherever else, that then comes out that we have to obey. Okay? And that, that's God. That's, that's a lot of things, right? Um, we have to serve. And do not look for fleshly gain. Listen. Now, this is hard on me. I am, I'm a horrible listener. I've been so convicted on this. Without assumptions. I, I struggle with this. I come into every conversation with a preconceived assumption of what is the environment. Everything. I mean, I fill in so many blanks. It's incredible. It's all happening, right? You're talking to me, and I'm just filling all this stuff in, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've only said two sentences, but I have filled in, oh goodness, you know, paragraphs worth, right, of my assumptions. That's not listening, okay? It's not. Listening might be, I have to ask you a question is, maybe are these assumptions correct? Let's start there, right? Maybe it is, I just need to wait until you tell me more. I don't know what it means, but it's definitely not me filling in the assumptions and then acting upon that, Okay? Also, listening is listening to what is not being said, okay? kind of goes back to the filling in the assumptions. What's not actually being stated? That's actually really important that God's called us to. You realize that there's so many scriptures in the Bible that I'm, I've been going back and reading of what, what wasn't God's, what was not actually being said during the time that, you know, whatever Bible story we have, and it gives you a lot of truth. You're like, oh, that wasn't stated. Why? You know, and you start asking those questions, and you all of a sudden begin to start saying, oh, that's a, that's a revelation. That's new. And if we can start coming with our own relationships in that same light, oh, goodness, it starts to just energize us. Be quiet. This is a, this one straight from, to me. Just don't speak. It's okay. There is no need to speak. Hallelujah. Let's hear that. Let's hear that. Um, I'm raising kids, and I'm beginning to start to see that there is honor in manners. There's just honor in manners. And I just, it hasn't really hit me. And it's amazing how much our culture is trying everything it can to discredit honor. It's not about who you are because you are a human. It has everything to do with who you are based off of something right? And honor has nothing to do with what you've done. Let me hear that. 
Hear that very clearly. It has nothing to do with what you've done. It has everything to do with that you are made in the image of God. Okay? So you are a human being, and you have great value, right? Because you are stamped by His image, right? That's what honor is all about. It has nothing to do with, oh, my goodness, he, you know, this guy has a lot more value because he could do all these extra cool things, and this guy doesn't because you see where this is going. It's, it's well, I'm going to call this straight up, okay? Follow, follow here. Um, Isaac. Isaac has a word for me. If you would come up here, please. Okay. Now, I kind of came to him and, um, and asked him to do this, but if you can just sit down right here. So, Isaac has a word for me, right? So, and God has spoken through Isaac, by the way. And, I, and honestly, this is, this is a visual demonstration, but I want you to hear the heart of it because I think you're going to really see the power of God move right now. Okay? Because if I, being Timothy, say, you know what? Isaac is young, right? He doesn't really have, you know, experience, under, you know, years and years of experience under his belt. And besides, I have an amazing testimony, and I really haven't heard his, right? And then, you know, it's like, and besides, you know, what value could, could he bring when, when I already know the Bible really well, right? And then I start saying, you know, I, you know, in all honesty, I don't really deserve anything that he could give me anyway. We can go both directions, right? There's a, stable, there's a step here called danger. Do not stand or sit. I call this, this is not a step step, right? Okay? So then we keep going, and I begin to say, okay. And if you realize here, Isaac, you also don't probably really want to talk to me right now, right? <laughs> like, let's be honest, right? And if I go any higher, I am dangerously close to being on the this is not a step stop and basically stepping off of the kingdom of God. Follow me here. Okay? And I will be, and everybody's seen it, right? This is how close we are. It's not until I begin to lower myself and say, you know what? This man of God, well, at least I know he's a man of God because I saw him get baptized, right? In fact, I have seen him study his word of the word. I need to tell him about that. Isaac, I have seen the value you've placed on the word of God. I have, right? You know, in fact, I've even seen the value you've placed on others because I've seen you work with other people. And I've seen your relationship with other people, right? And then if I could say, you know, Isaac, it, it goes beyond that. I, I need to almost say, Mr. Isaac, because it's true. Think about it. If I'm familiar with you, and it's just like, hey, man, buddy, 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 where's the kingdom of God going to draw out of that, right? I'm not trying to say we can't be. But at some level, I need to say, okay, familiarity aside, there is the kingdom of God in you. Okay, and I've seen it, by the way. This is not me just making this all up. There's the kingdom of God in you, right? And so I need to start basically getting to the point where I can get lower, right? And I begin to sit down. And I am now eye to eye with Isaac, right? And this is the value right here because it's about relationship. It has incredible value. And I need to sit here and wait for the word of the Lord. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so you asked me to do this, and um, I don't really like 
giving people words in front of people, but I was like, ah, you know, like, like in front of large groups of people, I was like, ah, you know, I'll go ahead and do it. And usually the first thing I do is I, I go and look up the meaning of that person's name. Um, and uh, I'm, there's two things I'm going to mention, and two experts are in the room on the two things I'm going to mention, so I'm a little nervous about it. But um, I don't know if you know this. I found it really funny. Your first slide said honoring God. Well, Timothy means honoring God. And so I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, and then the first thing I, I looked up, though, it came, it said, uh, I think it's pronounced Timothy. Um, the big person I'm worried about is Josh coming up on me about this. But uh, it's, a, it's a grass which is widely grown for grazing and hay, and it is naturalized in North America. And so that brought me straight to uh, Psalms uh, 23, um, where it says, uh, Lord is my shepherd, I, sh- I shall not want. He'll lead me um, by uh, green pastures. Or by, along so- something like that. I think you all get the gist. Anyways, so, um, and I, so then <laughs> I was like, all right, that's good. This is really cool stuff. Honoring God, Timothy, grass, um, still pastures. Where does all this tie in? And I feel like, Timothy, like, you are a teacher. Um, you want to, you desire to know the truth, and you desire to tell other people about the truth. And so that brought me to um, 2 Timothy 2, um, Timothy, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> 2 uh, Timothy 2, 1 through 7, it says, You therefore, my son, be strong in peace, that is, in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardships as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must, first, uh, must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. And so, um, like before that, it said... Uh, at the beginning, it said, in these things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men. And I feel like basically, I'm going to try to wrap this all together. You as a teacher, your name means honoring God. And you have, you, you've sought the word, you, you, you have looked for the truth in the word of how to honor God. And you are part of leading us as a church along a path of complete surrender to him and in his holiness and for us to step down from our pedestal of where we think we are and so I just want to encourage you um let this word take root deeper in you and continue to seek and find find more truth within that and that you will be a part of pushing this church forward into what God has for for um it has in store for us and you know the, the grass said it was naturalized in America you know Christianity has kind of become naturalized in America and become so much so that it's kind of come to a point where a lot of the church is complacent, and a lot of that is because they have not come to the place where they truly honor God. And I believe that you um, are going to be a part of finding that truth and pulling it out and committing it to faithful men. So, Ooh, hallelujah. I love you. Ooh, I love you. <laughs> You're not going to believe what the next point is. He spoke right to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking, I, I wanted to juxtapose the, the story of the centurion to when Jesus came to Nazareth. 
and it was familiar. And think of Jesus when he shows up and he meets somebody, and they're like, hey, you're Jesus. You're the guy that's working on Uncle Joe's roof. Oh, and you missed that cut that we did for our template, and we had to redo the whole roof. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Right? It becomes familiar. You know what I'm talking about. And then, you know, it goes a little further. Oh, I know, I know Jesus' sister. I, I know his brothers, too. We used to play together, right? I'm not saying anything wrong with familiarity. I'm just saying the kingdom of God has no place for it. Does that make sense? When we get to be so buddy-buddy with the concepts of the kingdom of God, we lose the value because we begin to stop honoring. Because why could Jesus not do any miracles and amazing works in his own town? It had nothing to do with his power. The power was there the whole time, okay? It's on the bottom. It's sitting there. It's there. It had everything to do with the honor. Couldn't flow down to touch it, right? Because how could they see Christ for who he was? He was just Jesus, the guy that worked on Joe's house. And I want us to really feel that and so that we start seeing that just because we have a relationship with somebody, really convicting, like my wife, right? Like, she can become so familiar. That's so not right. Amen? So not right because she is so beyond familiar. Oh, could we just say that the Lord, we could honor Him for, for all that He's given us, that we can just take away the familiarity of life and put it into the juxtaposition of His kingdom, and we could say, because of His authority, I live in that. I live in that authority, and I believe in it, and I will obey it, no matter how much it doesn't make sense to me at the time. Because obedience has nothing to do with me figuring it out. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with it. Go and go to the next slide. <clears throat> Your value has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Christ that you're either made in the image of. And I want to tell you, if, you're, if you haven't accepted Him as a Savior, oh, what you're missing out on. In fact, that's one of the things for me that the authorities in my life that I can really relate with now because God has shown me that that's a lot of the authorities that I have, like, why are you being so whatever it is? I begin to realize they don't even have a Savior. They don't, and I begin to realize it's really, and I look at, at their life and I'm like, okay, so, so cigarettes and, and alcohol or whatever else that they're trying to put in their life, they're trying to fill in this void of trying to say, you know what, this, this is going to sedate me to the point where I don't get overworked, and I begin to start seeing empathy for them, for the same person that is micromanaging me, the same person that is saying, you have no value at this moment, I can begin to say, oh, Lord, I see the brokenness for what it is, and I can love them. And it's such a great place to be because when you start seeing that, you say, oh, I see Christ in them, even in the midst of it. I see the image of Him. I see what they can be. I see what He's done in them already by giving them the gifts that He's given them, right? But, oh, if we could just come to Christ, I'm telling you, once the Holy Spirit and the power is in your life, it is incredible. 
what you're able to touch, what you're able to do, you all of a sudden go from death to life. And what I was saying before was the honoring of God basically brings life into the room. Guess what? Christ in you brings life to you. Whether you believe it or not, you are dead before He is in you. Dead. You are a living dead man, or walking dead man, as they like to say it. You're alive in this body. This meat bag is, is alive. But without Christ in you, your spirit and soul is dead. Because it brings no honor. Does that make sense? Because God, His love comes through the, the conduit of honor. God's authority resides in His people. Oh, let us hear that. I want you to turn to the brother and sister in Christ next to you and say, oh, I want to see Christ in you. And could we actually mean that? Because that doesn't mean like it's a statement, it's a phrase. It's like we're actually going to have to actively seek it out, right? Because trust me, my wife's going to have to seek really hard to see Christ in me sometimes, okay? I'm just, just make it honest, all right? My point is we have to be willing to seek it out because it's very easy to see the first thing that we see. It's like, that's like Christ, right? Like, wow, that's, and we can just dismiss the whole thing, right? But I'm telling you, Isaac here, his word, spot, spot on. We should be able to go to so many people in the body of Christ and say, I want to lower, I want to lower. And that doesn't just happen to me saying, hey, I want a word. No, that means I have to be listening. I have to be a place of where I'm listening and I'm honoring, right? Because then if I value that person enough to say, I want to honor Christ in you, all of a sudden Christ can speak to me and it becomes alive. It is alive because we are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. If you would like to learn more about New Horizons Christian Fellowship, then please visit the links in the description to learn more. Thank you for listening, and remember, the service begins now.